Alright, Boker Tov. Today's daf is Kuf Yud, 110. And uh, we pick up in the middle of Kuf Tarom. In fact, we, we fell a little behind, but this Gemara should go pretty quickly. Um, and it says like this, Tanu Rabbanan, Hashem Lakohain. It's about 15 lines down from the top of Kuf Tarom. It starts with the quote of the Pasuk, Hashem Lakohain. So this is the mitzvah of if somebody um, uh, swears. Again, once again, it's strange these Gemara because there's like long Gemara discussions about a Mishnah that really relates to the Mishnah that's about to come up. So, so much of the discussions about somebody who swears falsely and he pays Karen Vachomesh or he pays Kefal if it's a time of the claim of Geneva, um, uh, you know, we did before the Mishnah. Uh, now, we're doing the discussion of Gezel Hager, which is really what's going to be coming up in the coming Mishnah. So, first we had a discussion yesterday, the little top of this Amud Bet, about what happens if it's somebody steals from a Giyoret. You know, the Torah says Ish. So, we say Ish doesn't mean specifically Ish, it includes even Isha. And therefore, um, you would have... Is that me? Yes, yeah. it is me. I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you, I saw the class is starting. You know, this thing, I don't know <laughs> no. what my phone does sometimes. Exactly. Anyway, um, and that the same halach applies. If somebody swears falsely, normally you would give the principal and a chomish and an asham. But if it's a ger who dies and there's no relatives, so that you give it to the... Co- to, you bring it to the Beis HaMikdash and you give the principal and the chomish to the kohanim. Um, so now we're, now we're continuing with that discussion of Gizel Hager. So, um, so here we go. Tanu Rabbanan, Hashem Lakohen. Tanao Hashem, so what does it mean to Hashem to the Kohen? Which one is it? God has acquired it. And he gives it to the Kohen. So it's sort of like, it's first, as it were, given as an offering to God, which makes it a type of an act of kapara, an act of a korban. And then God awards it to the Kohen. Sort of like when you bring a chatas, you bring it to God, and then the Kohanim eat from, eat from the meat. Okay? So it's a similar type of an idea. Shaboso Mishmar. Now we're adding to that the idea that which Kohen gets it. The Kohen, they happen to be working in that Mishmar, in that week, in the Beit HaMikdash. They would have a, they would alternate weeks. So it's the Kohanim that are working that week. They split it. It's interesting. It doesn't say Zafedav that day, right? So at least so somehow because we, 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 so, but but the primary division of Kohanim is between is the Mishmarot the weeks, and therefore we understand that it's shared equally by all of them. You say it's given to the Kohen that Mishmar. Maybe you get to decide which Kohen to give it to. You know, give it to a particular Kohen, and maybe even more than that, right? Maybe it's not even the, doesn't even have to be one that's working that week at all. Um, when the success it says that you return this asham which here this asham is meant not as the korban asham but we're going to say in a minute the word asham here means the principle the money so it says you give it in addition to the ram of atonement that is the asham korban so now who gets the ram of the atonement who shares in the korbanot that are brought the ones the, that day though well, uh, well that is true I mean practically it's the ones that day yeah I don't know exactly how to so that's a good point but okay but the same way the korban is shared by the Kohanim who are working then so similarly this is shared Michael asks of course an excellent question that again why are we focusing on that week as opposed to that day um, you see we're not limiting it's not anyone you want it's the Kohanim who share in the korbanot that are being brought and uh, the, the Kohanim of that week okay so Tan Rabbanan Let's say the one who stole from the Ger was a Kohen. And then it came his time to give it back. Um, so, and he wisely chose to bring back, the, to bring the Korban and to bring the principal back on the week that his, while well, he was going up to Yerushalayim anyway, and on his week that he was serving in the base on Mikdash. So he's going to say the following. Why, how do we know he shouldn't say, listen, since it's anyway going to be given out to the Korban that are working this week, and I'm all on to it anyway, I'll save everybody the trouble. I'll just keep it, okay? Let me keep it. Now, of course, the interesting thing is that you could have asked the question from yesterday, which is, is that even if from a Dine Mominus maybe has a right to keep it, the myth of Hashava should require an act of giving it back. Um, and interestingly, the Gemara does not answer on that basis. It really could have answered totally on the basis of what we said in the Yamad Aleph, that the monetary issue is insufficient. There needs to be an act of returning it. But anyway, but let's see what the Gemara does answer. How do we know he's not allowed to say that? The Dinu, and you could argue this logically. Um, look, if some other, some, some, some stranger would come and bring the Gezel Hager, I'd have a portion to it. How much more so should I have a portion in the one that I myself am bringing and I already have in my pocket. Of course, that's a limited kavachomer because then, okay, fine, you can keep your portion, but you know, 
but you get to, but yeah, you, but the, every, all the other kohanim have to share equally. That doesn't prove you get to keep the whole thing in your pocket. Okay, so the Gemara says, Rabbi, so therefore that's why Rabbi Nosson says it in a slightly different version. Rabbi Nosson says the argument could be made in the following way, slightly different version. Um, look, something that I have no rights to until it's given over, until somebody gives it, because once it gets under my control, I don't have to, nobody else has rights to it, which is what? So like any other, anything that Kohanim are given, Truma, you know, Bikurim, but let's take Truma, okay? You have a right, Michael Lear has a right to give Truma to whoever he wants. I'm a Kohen. Before he gave it to me, I had absolutely no rights to it. I had no claim on it. Once he gives it to me, once it's under my control, I no other Kohanim, it's all mine. No other Kohanim have a right to it. So if that's true about something that started out that I had no rights to it, once it's under my control, I have full rights to it. So if that's true, um... This money that I have to give, that I stole, that I start by, I do have a right to it because I have a, you know, a portion of it is going to be mine. Even if I give it back to the Kohanim, I'm going to in the end get a portion. So something that I start with a rightful claim on it, um, even before, it, you know, it would be essentially, uh, something that, w- that would come under my control, right? If some stranger would bring now, during my week, Gezel Hager, um, I would have a right to it, okay? When somebody's looking for which calling to give Truma to, I have no particular claim. But when he chooses to give it to me, it's all mine. So this week that I'm working the base of Mikdash, if some stranger were to bring Gezel Hager, I'd have a claim to it. So therefore, now, now that it's under my control, my own Gezel Hager, I, it could all be mine, okay? So, so that's the Kavachomer, okay? Now that it's under my control, and since, you know, I should have total, I, I, nobody else should have rights to it. Must have, no, that's what, there's a problem with that Kavachomer. Lo. Something like Truma. Michael's looking around which coin to give the Truma to. I have no particular claim to it, but you know what? Nobody, no other Kohanim have a claim to it. So if he gives it to me, it's all mine. But Tomer Begezda, but now it's my week in the base of Mikdash, and somebody is coming to look, you know, to give it Gezel Hager. A Gezel Hager that's going to be given back this week. Yes, it's true, I have a claim to it, but you know what? All the other Kohanim working this week have a claim to it. So if that's true, just because it's under my, just because it's in my pocket right now, doesn't mean it's all mine, because everybody else started with a claim to it. Okay, LFO, this Kavachoma you want to make is not a legitimate one. You know, there's no argument to say that you should be able to hold on to more than is your portion. This Gzela you bring, you have to give it up, even if it's yours, and it's your day of working in the base of Migdash. And it's divided to all of the Kohanim. Yeah. Um, now, the Gemara says, okay, we get that the Kavachomer didn't work. Thank you so much. The um, Haksiv, but doesn't the verse say, uh, where are we? Haksiv, the Ishtis Kadashav Lo Yiyu. We're going to learn in a minute, we're really going to digress. We're going to learn an idea that a Kohen who comes any day to the Beis HaMikdash, it's not my week to do the Avod in the Beis HaMikdash, but I'm bringing a Korban today, my own personal Korban. When I bring a Korban any day during the year, I have a right to do the avoda on my own korban. Okay? And we learned that from the you. Each man can have his own sacrifices, which we understand to be any Kohen who comes gets the right to bring his own korban. So, here I am. I'm, retur- I'm bringing my asham for my Gezel Hager. I have the right to, bring- to be makri of the asham. Alright? I'm makri of the asham, but now we've got to... P- but now, that's very interesting, because the Pesuk says, Hashem HaMushav LaShem LaKohen The principle goes back to the in addition to the Korban Asham. And from that we learn that the same way all the Kohanim share in the Korban Asham, all the Kohanim share in the Gezel Hager. But if I'm bringing the Korban, I get a right to bring it, and I get a right to have the meat of the Korban. So if I have a right to eat the meat alone of my Korban Asham, I should get a right to keep the money. Because we learn that the money is distributed the same way the Korban is distributed. Okay? So that's a much better argument, all right? So... So you said this applies to the coin? I thought it meant that a person who brings it can give it to any coin. No. At least according to Rashi, I'm not sure. Well, I'm, uh, no, that's not true. Um, okay. Okay. 
Yeah, that just means that, that, that's the Batnas Kahuna. That's Truman Meister. That's not Kobanas. Um, yeah, well, I'm saying it's on that process. Right? Yeah, I know, but that's not the only Drusha. Oh, yeah. Right. The one who stole and returned it and is now bringing the Asham and has the money for the year. Exactly. So the question is, so who does the money go to? He wants to keep the money. Yeah. So what we're saying is you can't make a logical argument you keep the money. But because we know that a Kohen who brings a Korban has a right to bring the Korban and have the meat of that Korban, and, you know, and, there, and since the Pesach t- that tells us that the money of the Ger goes to the, who the Korban Korban goes, which usually means all the Kohanim, but here it should mean the guy himself. Okay? Ah, he's Tame. Because he's Tame, he can't bring his own Korban, so therefore he can't keep the Asha money. That's really stupid. Wait till you're not Tame and then bring the Korban. Okay? Does this mean that you do get the Koshim? Yes! You're Tame, then you can't get your Koshim? No, no, no. Hachem Ayaskinan, that the Koin doesn't get to keep his own, the Gezo Hager. Okay, of course, the point that the Maria is doing is it's conceding that if you were not Tomei, you would get to keep the Gezel Hagir. And it seems like we're trying to argue that you never get to keep your own Gezel Hagir. Okay, at least not exclusively. So, um, Ella, Asya, okay. Um, so, if that's, if, it, if, if it's Gezel Hagir, Tomei, one minute, what's this question here? One minute? Uh, yeah, then it sounds like you never had an argument to begin with. One minute. Right, it was according to How could he have even started with his argument? Oh, I have a right here. You, well, you have a right to the money, but you don't have a right to the korban. Anyway, fine. But the Gemara said. But basically, the point is, it sounds like we're trying to bring an argument that he never gets to keep his gezel again, not just in case when he's tummy. Ella says the Gemara, you're right. Actually, based on the pasuk of having the right to the korban, you would have logically argued he does have a right to the gezel hager. Well, um, Ella, but here's how we know he doesn't. Asya la kohen la kohen It's exerish shava from something else that goes to a Kohen that we know he doesn't get to keep to himself. Here it says Hashem. The Hashem in this pasuk means the principle. It goes La Hashem La Kohen, and we have another pasuk that says something goes to the Kohen. Okay, the Steachusa. What's the Steachusa? I sanctify my field of inheritance. I'm able to redeem it. If I don't redeem it, the base Hamikdash sells it and takes the money. Okay, and then when the um, when what do you call it? When the Yovel roll, runs rolls around, um, then uh, everybody that the base Hamikdash sold these sanctified fields to leaves their hands but doesn't go back to the original owners goes back to the Beis HaMikdash so the Beis HaMikdash benefits doubly from this okay now who gets to keep it it says the Kohanim which Kohanim so the Kohanim that are working during that week that the Yom Kippur of the Yovel falls out yeah so you know <laughs> oh my god yeah exactly imagine that anyway the Kohanim is the Titania Achuzato so it says his Achuza Mistei Achuzato why does it have to add that word? How do I know? Just could have said Okay, your inheritance goes to the Kohen. Why didn't say? Why didn't say Achuzato? So here we've got a feel that somebody sanctified, and I'm a Kohen, and I redeemed it for myself. Okay, and now it's got my week is going to fall out during the week that all the fields go back. So that's not enough that I'm going to get that enormous windfall. I want to keep to myself this field that I it's now under my control. I redeemed. I bought this field from the base on Mikdash. Okay, rather than it going back to the base of Mikdash and being distributed equally, I want to keep it all to myself. A very similar type of an idea. Okay, it's already under my control. Okay, since anyway you're going to get, go to the Kohanim and be divided for any time it's already under my control let me just keep it I'm going to keep it fully but it sounds like very much what we said before if I'm going to get other people's fields how much more so should I get mine of course not exactly because here you want to get yours fully not just keep your portion anyway like a field that has been under the ban anyway your inheritance should go to the Kohen okay so so, um, uh, uh, how are we reading it in? I, hold on. Your, your residence? It's 
Kohen, your inheritance should be to the Kohen, a Chuzar Shalom. No, the to stay. Oh, his achuza, and this field is not the kohen's achuza. I right, right, right. No, but it doesn't start right. But now that it gets right, now it doesn't become the kohen's achuza. I think it also doesn't start as the kohen's achuza, right? So this field is, is not the kohen's achuza that he gets the rights to it exclusively. It gets divided equally. Haketzad, so it's not exclusively the kohen. So even though it's under his control and he bought it from the base of mikdash. When the oval runs around, comes around, it gets divided equally. And since that's true by this, it's true by the Gezel Hager, even though the Gezel Hager is linked to the Korban. And the Kohen does have a right to the Korban he's going to bring. And you should say it's a package. This teaches you that, no, the actual Gezel Hager itself gets distributed equally. How does Feindos read it? In other words, the coin has a portion in it, but, uh, but not the entirety of it. Yeah. Okay. Now that we have mentioned as a digression, again, first of all, the whole discussion isn't a digression, but the whole discussion belongs on the next mission, because the next mission is Gezalagir. Very funny thing, I was always anticipating the next mission. But as a digression, we mentioned this idea that Cohen has the right to bring a korban whenever he shows up and to, ha- and to benefit from it and to be the only one that sort of gets his, you know, the meat and whatever. So now we're going to discuss that halacha. So let's take a look. Tanu Rabbanan. The ashram that he's bringing with this robbery that's to do uh, Kapoor right? yeah so I mean at the same time he wants to hold on to the thing he robbed while he's trying to get <laughs> right it's like holding a, a sherets when you're going <laughs> it's a very good point yeah. which is sort of the point I was making which is even if somehow we have, might have some monetary claim to it where's that whole idea of yesterday that you have to, we have to Sorry. do some act of giving it back right it's very funny the Gemara did not bring that up here okay Tanu Rabbanan my class over Minayin um, how do you know a Kohen can come and bring his korban anytime he wants uh, so we're going to get to other things that are not as explicit okay he comes uh, to his desire and he serves this is what we are going to this is where we're leading to which is not as explicit how do you know that when he does that he keep, he's allowed to keep the benefit of the korban the meat and the, and, and, and the, and the skin the leather Okay, which is written right, uh, which is actually written in a different place. Okay, so a person keeps his kadashim. So here it's read as if you bring your own korban, you get to keep it. I don't know. Sometimes we do and we want to. <laughs> now, here's meaning the normal case is obvious. You come, you bring your korban, you benefit from it. Here the Hakeitzad is going to say, what about cases that you can't actually do both? And we're going to talk about two scenarios. One scenario where you can't be makriv, but it's theoretically possible for you to eat it. And the other is where you can be makriv, but you can't eat it. Okay, if you can do both, you bring it, you makriv it, and you benefit, and you benefit, you get the meat. Okay? But what about a stranger case? You are carrying with a blemish. A with a blemish is not allowed to to do the avoda, but the Torah does say that he's allowed to eat the meat of the korbanot. Okay? So you're bringing your korban, you can't do the avoda. Some other Kohen is going to do the avoda. Are you still entitled to make full claim over the meat of the korban? Okay? Yeah. Yeah, so or any of it, but but all of it is the point here. No, You give it to the kohen there. Now, part of the point here is there's another point, which is besides your rights to the meat, you have a right to do the avoda. Can you assign that right to somebody else? So forget for a moment who's going to get the meat. Can I sort of say I want my pal here, Frank, to do the avoda? Okay, he just likes more opportunities to grow. Forget who's going to eat the meat. So okay, since I have a right to do the avoda, or do we say no? Since you're a balmum, you don't have that right anymore and therefore you can't assign that right so that's the first point of this you do not have a right to assign which Kohen does it since you couldn't do it yourself now who eats the meat so there it says the avoda here means the, the meat the result of the, the meat and the, and the leather you get to keep yourself since you are a since you're a Balmum you're entitled to eat the meat even though you can't eat the avoda you get to keep it now Rashi actually has a different girsa which says that since you're right 
right to eat the meat sort of derives from your right to do the avoda, and you don't have any more right to do the avoda, then it gets equally divided by all the kohanim. Okay, so two very different versions of this brighta. You certainly no longer have the right to do the avoda, and therefore you can't assign it. Are you able to retain your right for the meat independent of your right to do the avoda? That's two different versions of this brighta. That's when you're not able to do the avoda. Now it continues on the top of Kofiram Ralef. Let's say you were elderly, so you were able to do the avoda, but you did not have the capacity to really eat. Just physically, you couldn't really eat meat, or couldn't eat much of it. Well, well okay. Oh, chola, or it's sick. Going to eat the whole thing. It's just a whole view. Well, he can. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a good question by achatos because achatos you only have one day, and you can't bring it outside the environs of the base of mikdash. I mean, maybe you could have your other friends, kohanim, come and share with you, but you know, it's for your discretion who you want to invite to your barbecue. You know, okay. Um, so in that case, in which we assume is sort of as a category of able to do the avoda but not able to eat the meat, in that case, so or maybe you're you're not so prepared to do the avoda. You you are also elderly. So, but because in theory you can do the avoda, you can assign it to any kohen. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be random because you, in theory, could do it yourself. You still have the right to do it, and you can assign it to whichever kohen you want. So but you have to the meat gets eaten equally by everybody because presumably you're not capable of eating the meat yourself so the Gemara doesn't understand why are we treating your ability to do the avoda different from your ability to do the meat eat the meat one minute what's the case avoda if you're still able to do the avoda even though you're sick or elderly avoda and so therefore you're still considered to have your capacity to do it avoda so we should consider it like you're in a normal state and you should have the right to assign it and you should have the right to eat the meat okay and if you're so sick or elderly you can't do the avoda so how can you assign who gets to do the avoda so you know it's hard for you you're elderly it's hard avoda so when it comes to doing the avoda you know you manage to struggle through it you know and you, you creak around a little bit I just turned 50 so I understand that anyway so alright so nevertheless if, even if it takes you a little longer it's still an avoda so you still have the capacity to do the avoda you could still assign it but achila but achila but when it comes to eating if you have to eat the meat you're really going to be forcing yourself and even though in theory you could swallow it but when you're forcing yourself to eat and you really like don't want to be eating halachically that's not considered an eating achila gasa isn't considered an eating now it's funny the word gasa because gasa normally means like gasa it's fat it's big it's like you're stuffing yourself after you're full but it really can mean, also just means an eating that you don't like your body is resisting like you know it's like it's hard to go down so even if it's resisting because you know not because you're fat because you don't have any appetite or whatever it is alright anyway Tosas also has a discussion so we always say that achila gasa doesn't count as an eating um, sometimes it seems like we say it does right. so Tosas might say that, you know there's different degrees of gasa there's like oh no I'm so full oh dessert okay I've got room for dessert or whatever it is okay you know and then there's a time where you know, it's really a beyond, like really forced yourself, forcing yourself to eat where it doesn't count so but whatever it is here the Gemara says that because it's so hard for you the eating would not really constitute an act of eating so therefore so therefore I mean in a way it's just a way of saying you're physically able to do the avoda but you're not able to do the eating so therefore you can assign the avoda because that in theory you could do yourself the eating which you can't do yourself you don't have a right to assign the funny thing though is that even though I've assigned the avoda to a particular Kohen and this Kohen now has the right to do it you might want to think that he also has the right to get the meat because the right of eating the meat seems to derive from the right to do the avoda but we're seeing to say not that way that they're separate rights so especially if you have the gears that we had in the, at the, you know, at the first case that even though I can't 
even though I can't do the avoda and I can't assign the avoda, I retain my right to eat. It's really saying those are independent rights. They're not linked. So therefore, in this case, I retain the right to assign it, but that doesn't give that kohen the meat. The right of the meat is an independent right. That one, since I'm not capable of doing, that gets shared equally by the kohanim of the mishma. Yes, my question. So one is, when we say doing that, what do we mean? Just mean the zrikas adam, right? Well, whichever part you want to do. I mean, assume it's a shita, the kabbalah, the halacha, the zrika. Well, if you could do it all with your right hand, it might be a little bit of a trick to manage to do all of it. So you get to decide which parts of the avoda you want to do. We're not talking about also halacha, the avoda, or all that. I assume you are. Well, I say normally, but not necessarily, and it's normally divided anyway. We like by the tamid when they would do in other korbanot. I think I'm not sure exactly how they would arrange it. But yeah, then I had was really is all. All that has halachically needed to be eaten is the kazait, and then the rest of it is just sort of like icing on the cake. No, you're thinking of like about the Korban Pesach, but no, a Korban has to totally be eaten by the Kohanim. There's an Isra of, of leaving it over, of no sort, whatever, you know. Now, it does, it's not a Chi of Gavra to eat. It's not like I must eat the Korban. It's a Chi of Chetza. The Korban okay. needs to be eaten by the Kohanim. Okay. Right, and I still have Okay, fine, but you get to decide who to invite to your barbecue. All right, so the one sounds like this. Um, okay, I'm a going to May the korban sibur. Now, let's say you are going and you're bringing a korban sibur. I have to tell you, I didn't do a lot of research, but um, I wasn't able immediately to find anybody to discuss this. What the heck does that mean? You're bringing a korban sibur. A korban sibur is brought by communal funds. Since when are you bringing a korban sibur to be brought? Maybe it means you don't donated your sheep to the tibur and because you know you made it a, a gift of uh, the tibur not exactly sure what the scenario is that you're bringing a korban tibur okay uh, mate, what no 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 it's just going to ask how what's the scenario that a Tommy person you'll see what the Gemara asks I'm, I'm asking the question about what's the scenario that you are, that you are bringing your korban tibur no no, 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 not that's mockery of a Korban Sibar. You brought a, it's, we're still talking about the scenario that you're coming on a day that's not yours with a Korban and you want the rights to be mockeries. Okay? But what does it mean that you're coming and offering to us a Korban Sibar to be brought? Like Korban Sibar are things we buy with communal funds. Alright? I don't, I don't really get the... Oh. Really? I don't. That maybe he's trying to answer my question, but I don't think that's the scenario. But 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 let's keep on reading because it's going to be asking the same questions. Who do you assign it to? Who to get feet the meat? The only idea of assigning and right feet the meat only applies when you are bringing your private thing to the base on mikdash. That's what Steinfeld says. I know, it's what Steinfeld says, but I don't know if it's true. But the, okay, let's read it and then we can discuss it more, okay? So it was a Kohen Tamein with a Korban Sibor. Uh, what does Rashi say? Uh, maybe Rashi doesn't say anything. No, look at Rashi. Um, oh, Rashi says, Shel HaMishmar. So there's what Tamein. V'yesh lo Korban Sibor lahakriv. Ah, so maybe that's what you're telling me that he's, read, that he's reading it. It's not you're bringing it not during your Mishmar. Right, so, okay, so I, 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 I asked Mechila from Steinfeld. He's just saying what Rashi says. But I still don't exactly... So he's obviously dealing with the problem of the Korban Sibor, but then I don't understand... Let's keep on reading, because then I don't understand the question. Okay, Imhaya Kohen Tamei B'Korban Sibor. You're Kohen Tamei, and it's your Korban Sibor to bring. I don't know how it became your Korban Sibor to bring. You're a Kohen Tamei. Anyway, let's keep on reading. No Sulechom Yishayirtze. You give it to whichever Kohen you want. So you still have the right to be mock with it, so you still get the right to assign it, but everybody gets to eat it, because the Allah is that a Korban Sibor that's brought Petoma is brought Petoma, but it's not eaten Petoma. So therefore, even though you're Tamei, since it's a Korban Sibor, you have a right to bring it, so since you have a right to bring it, you have a right to assign it, but since it's not eaten Petoma, so you didn't have a right to eat it, so therefore you don't have a right to assign who gets to eat it, and it's eaten equally by everybody. So then it's not okay. eaten Petoma unless everyone is Tamei. No, even if everybody's Tamei, it's not eaten Petoma. So what happens to it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, um, hey, Chidami, what's the case? 
If there are Tahor Kohanim around, how did you start with having a right to bring it? What do you mean? Oh, it's a Korban Sebra and you're a Kohen Tami, but it was your right to bring it. What do you mean it was your right to bring it? You're Tami. Tahor was supposed to bring it. Well, let's keep on reading. If everybody is Tami, so they have, everybody is Tami, Kohen Tami has to bring it, so they assigned it to you. So, so what do you mean that everybody get, uh, so fine so you gave it to another Kohen they're all Tmeim you can do it anybody can do it you gave it to another one but they but everybody else gets to eat it what do you mean everybody else gets to eat it if they're all Tmeim nobody gets to eat it okay so Hatmeim Minu they're all Tmeim so what's the case that you could bring it even though you're Tmeim so that would, would require that everybody else would be Tmeim so what would be the case you could bring it and you can't eat it but they can so the most says what we said before we said before ah but that's not the case the case is your tummy. So the Gemara says, "Lo mati yamachli." So I'm I'm a rava. Ema lebali mumim shaharim shabosim mishmar. Fine. All the kohanim who are not bali mum are tmeim. So it's going to be brought by tmeim. It's like Tuma gets overridden for Korban Seber. Balmun doesn't get overridden. So the Korban has, has to be brought by, by one of the Korban Tameim. You're one of the Korban Tameim. You could bring it. For whatever reason, you're choosing not to. So you give it to another Kohen Tameim. Okay, but now, who gets to eat it? None of the Tameim can eat it. Ironically, the Tameim could be Makriv, but you know who gets to eat it? The Bale Mumim, who are Tahor. Okay? They can't be Makriv, but because they're Tahor, they can eat it. So you can assign it to another Kohen, and it gets eaten by the Bale who are Tahorim. Okay, anyway, so I see that, you know, Rashi does explain this, that you were the Kohen who's Tamei, but I don't understand it. It's time to bring a Mutzaf. We're all Tameim. We give it there to Michael to bring it, okay? Since when do we have a Lacha that in not the scenario of you coming and bringing your private Korban, but of us in the base of Mikdash assigning it, that now Michael has some particular rights that he can now assign over to somebody else. And even if that's somehow true in the Hakrava, it is certainly not true in the Achila. The Achila is always shared equally by the Kohanim, regardless of who was makriv it. So I don't understand. I just don't understand the scenario in the Gemara where it assumed you had some right of Achila that you were. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, moving on. Okay, Amar Rava. Okay, we just said Amar Ravashi Imhaya Kohen Gadol Onain. Now let's say it was a Kohen Gadol who was an Onain, and he decided that today of all days was the days that he was going to bring a korban. Okay, now the halacha is a Kohen Gadol who's an Onain. It says Nina Mikdash Lo Yitzay for Lo Yechaleles Mikdash So even if he uh, a relative dies, he continues to do the avoda, but he doesn't eat the korbanot. Okay, he does the avoda, he doesn't eat it. So he on the day that he is an Onain, that a relative just died, he's coming to bring a korban. Okay. It's voluntarily he could. Yeah, so actually accept that. Right, right. So he just do the minimum. This is the Korban Yeah, we don't say that. He could be mocked with it, but he can't eat it. So it's similar to the scenario before, like the Kohen who was like a Zuckin or something. You know, you could be mocked with it, so you get to assign who's mocked who else could be mocked with, but because but you're not allowed to eat, so you don't get to assign that. You give it to whichever Kohen you want, but the, food, the meat gets eaten by everybody because you don't have a right to eat it. Mike Mashman, what is he telling us? Tanina, we taught. Kohen Gadol Makivonin Veino Ochel He's Makivonin but he doesn't eat the Korban as an Onin Veino Cholek Lecholer Not only that he doesn't have a right to a portion of the Korban that he should be able to eat in the evening when his Aninus is over. Okay? So clearly he's out of the partial when it comes to Achila but he still could be Makiv so of course he could assign the Akrava but he can't assign the Achila. So the Gemara says no. Salgadai Zagamina I would have thought Ki Chas Rachman Alei the Kohen Gadol Lekruve Hu When did the Torah say Okay, you know what? Even though you're no name, you could still be makriv. That's to be makriv yourself. It's an interesting phrase. Chas rachmanas. The Torah has rachmanas on him. I think a lot of people think it's the opposite of having rachmanas on him. It's forcing him to stay in the base. I mean, it's not letting him take care of his mace. But anyway, meaning, but it's a not a, a privilege that can be assigned. It's a special thing that if you yourself are doing the hakrava as an own end, it's going to be allowed. Once you yourself are not doing the hakrava, it's not some right that you can assign to somebody else. So, lo matimashi, he can't do kamash malan that he can. Once he's entitled to do it, he can assign that right. Okay. So that is the end of the digression. When a coin brings his own korban, he's entitled to do the avoda and to have the meat. Moving on. Um, now back to the case that we've been dealing with in anticipation. Somebody steals from a gear and swears to him and dies. So again, he pays the ken v'chomish. But who this time? La kohanim to the kohanim. 
the Asham Lamiz Beach. And the Asham, of course, goes to the uh, to the altar, like it always does. If the person has no redeemer to whom you can redeem the Asham, the Asham here means the principal. Um, the Asham that is returned to God goes to the Kohen. In addition to the Ram of Atonement, which is what we would call, would call the Asham, which he would use to atone. Okay. Now you were bringing the, uh, the guy was bringing the money and the, uh, and the Asham. Again, and now, now Asham in this, in this means cor- uh, the Korban Asham. Anyway, the, it was the case of Gezel Aguer, the Gezel died, etc. He was bringing the whole thing to the base on Iktash. Umes. And the guy who was now bringing it to, to the base of Amikdash died. Now remember, there's two things going on here. There's a kapara. You don't do kapara for a guy after he's dead. You don't bring a korban for a guy after he's dead. But then there's the question about the money. So here's an important question. The money that is going to the kohanim, how much is that part of the kapara? Right? If a guy had an obligation to return to, the ge- to, to a normal person, the principal and the fifth, and to bring a korban, and he died, you wouldn't bring the korban after his death but presumably you would return at least the principal the fifth would be an interesting question is the fifth like a kapara and that's only when the guy is alive or would you give it even but certainly you'd return the principal to the nigzal in this case you're giving everything to the kohanim and when you're giving it to the kohanim the post says la Hashem la kohen so it's very easy to look at all of this even the principal as a type of a korban as a type of a kapara so if the guy is dead do the heirs have to give the principal to the Kohanim? It's a good question, right? So let's see what it says. So it says, Umeis, Hakesef Yinotein Libanav. No, you do not have to give the principal to the Kohanim. The, the sons get to keep the, the money. The Asham, now how about the, the, the Asham? So what's the Allah of a Korban, of a Chatas or an Asham after the owner dies? So if it's a Chatas, you let the animal die. If it's an Asham, you let it graze until it gets a blemish. And then you sell it. The proceeds go to bring a korban ola, which is a type of a korban seabor. Okay, so that, that's the normal halach of an asham that the owner died. The chiddush is that the money is not looked at as a type of a korban, even though it says la shev la kohen, even though it's going to the base of mikdash, it's going to the kohanim, it's basically looked at as a monetary obligation, and therefore, if the guy dies, the kids get to keep it. And presumably, that's true about the fifth as well. You know, you would think maybe the fifth is think of as a special type of a kapara. No, that all gets to be kept by the kids. Yes, dope. Wouldn't it be possible to say still go to the Beit HaMikdash but not as a Kapara but as a Kabai? Yeah, it would. And that's the Chiddush. That, which not. That we see this as a... Um, wait a minute. Did I misstate this? I know. I think I misstated it. It's the opposite. Wait. Is the, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, I said the halacha right, but I think I explained the logic in the wrong way. If we were to be viewing this as a... If we were to be viewing this as a monetary obligation with the Kohanim taking the place of the Geir, then even after the guy died, the money should be going to the Kohanim. Because let's say the guy died, unless it was a case about just a simple case of a Nigzo, like not a Geir or whatever, you know, the guy died, the principal would go to the Nigzo, right? It's still money that's owed to the Nigzo. So the fact that, I, I said it the wrong way, excuse me, the fact that you do not give the money to the Kohanim after the guy died means you are viewing it, yeah I said it the wrong way, you, you are viewing it as a type of a korban so the same way you don't bring a korban, you don't do any kapara act after the guy is dead so the same way you're not going to bring a korban after the guy is dead, you're not going to give the money after the guy is dead and the kids get to keep the money, okay right, everybody get this, I sort of said it the wrong way if you were to view this just as a debt, if the guy died, without it being a case of the gear, the guy died okay, what would you do, you wouldn't bring a korban after his death, but what would you do with the gzela that he had under his possession you'd give it back to the Nixo. Right? Everybody with me? So in this case, if the Kohanim are just seen as the assigned heirs of the Geir, then after the guy died, you should give them the money. But it seems like it's saying they're not. It seems like the giving of the money, in this case, when, when the guy isn't around, is part of an act of kapara. And therefore, since the guy isn't around and there's no kapara to be done, the kids get to keep the money. Alright, so I think I'm... So, I, so the Allah is right, but I, I, but I explained it the wrong way. Alright, so now the Gemara says like this. Um... No, I have one minute. Let's see. I just want to look at Rashi. Yeah, look at Rashi. That's what Rashi says. Hakezef yinasein lebanav. 
Rashi says, Shogatlin, the Zachabemi Misa Sager. From a monetary perspective, it was his. Ela the Bailamevet Hashava, Kiecha de Avile Kapara, but it was required as part of an act of a of a Kapara. So Ashwase, the Hashta, two lekha Kapara, even the Mayflay. Now there's no longer a Kapara because he's dead. Okay? So since so if it was a monetary obligation, you would have to do it. But now it's just a Kapara obligation, he doesn't. So I think an interesting question to ask would be in, not in the case of the Gair, but a normal case, the guy died, okay, the Nigzo's still around, or the Nigzo's estate is still around, you have to give back the principal, because that's a monetary obligation. What's the story about the fifth? Is the fifth? If the fifth is part of the Kapara, then maybe you wouldn't have to give the fifth to the Nigzo, okay? So here's the, okay, so now we continue. Um, okay, now let's say he, the guy gave the money to the Kohanim and then he died. So now the heirs are going to come and say, look, our father died. He didn't get a chance to bring his Korban Chathos. So he didn't get to finish his Kapara. So since his Kapara never really got to be finished, so give us back the money. Okay? <laughs> no, they can't get the money back. Learning out from this other puzzle that's written in that context. Once the going gets it, he gets rights to it. So even though we've established that in this case the money is part of the Kapara, and the guy died before he fully achieved the Kapara, once it's given to the Kohanim, they keep it. Now, let's say you gave the money. What order? Does it matter what order you do these various acts of kapara? There's the money and there's the korban. So Yehoyarov was the first mishmar and Yedaya was the second. So it basically means you first gave the money and then a week later you brought the korban. Yotze, Yotze. Now Asham Yehoyarov because it says so it sounds like it's first the money and then the korban however let's say it's asham Yarov. first you gave the asham the kesef liyadaya and then you gave the kesef the next week in kayam ha'asham if the korban is still around they didn't actually makriv it they've been wait, it's, it's, you know it's, it's online to be brought then bring it as it was brought after the money your yotze but if not then you weren't Yotze when the Ashram was brought before the money was given back. You first have to like, you know what it's like? You have to like, it's sort of like you have to get the guy to do Mechila from the person you injured before then you do Tshuva for God. Okay, but then, if you bring, if you turn the Gzela before the Ashram, Yotza, and then you bring the Ashram a while later, you're Yotze. If you brought the Ashram before the money, Lo Yotza. Now, it's not exactly clear because it makes it like it was different weeks. Let's say you came the same day and you gave up to the Kohanim and said here's the money here's the korban and you walked away and the Kohanim it took them well I guess if you gave them the money right away they already had the money I'm trying to think of a scenario when you sort of did at the same time but they made the order like a different order okay but anyway now, nothing is a kev, below nothing is a chomesh, ain't a chomesh ma'akev. If you gave the principal and not the fifth, the, the principal, is, the fifth is not ma'akev, you still have your kapara. Although, of course, you're supposed to give your fifth. So what this Mishnah establishes, besides the order of the money and then the korban, you know, what this Mishnah establishes is the idea that the money, at least in the case of the gezel hager, right, the money is a necessary part of kapara, um, and therefore, and only in the case of gezel hager, we always are assuming it's part of a kapara, that's what we're talking about yesterday, that there could be a myth of Hashava even if there's no monetary obligation. But in the case of Gezel Hager, it's only part of the Kapara and it's not a monetary obligation. So therefore, if it's only a part of Kapara and the guy is dead, the kids get to keep it. Alright? Let's take a look at the Gemara. Tanur Avanan, Asham Zekeren. It says, Asham Hamushav Lashem Lakohain. So in this context, Asham means the principal. Hamushav Zechomesh. That's the fifth. And then it says, in addition to the Ela Kippurim, which is the Korban. Oeno Ela Asham Zeayo. Maybe the Asham means the ram, the Korban. Now, what difference does it make? What is the halachic significance of the fact that the Torah is labeling the principle, the money, an Asham. So one of the pr- points is what we just said, that it's just about Kapara, and if the guy's dead, you get to keep it. Okay? It's not about any monetary obligation to the Kohanim. Okay? But there's another point that's important. Like Rava says, I'm a Rava. Because we're treating the money here as a type of a Korban, a type of an Asham, it has to follow the same halach of the Korbanot. 
So let's say you gave it to the Kohanim at nighttime. Okay? You didn't fulfill your obligation of giving the money back because it has to be like a korban. It has to be got during the day. If you gave half today and half tomorrow. So the Torah called it an Ashim. Now let's say you gave it to a Kohen outside the base of Mikdash. Right? Will, even if it was a Kohen who was, it was his Mishmar. Okay, but you gave it, maybe that you're also not Yotze. So it's very interesting. The money gets treated as a type of a korban. Now the interesting question I'd like to ask is well forget one. okay so that's I, I was going to say what about the case of when it's not a Gezel Aguer so when it's not a Gezel Aguer it might be a necessary part of Kapara I'm not entitled to bring my Korban until I return David the money I stole from you so it's a necessary part of Kapara but it's not like a Korban you're not a Kohen and this transaction is not taking place in the base of Mikdash right so so in, in the in the normal case it like must get taken place of first before the Kapara but in the Gezel Aguer where it's given to the Kohanim it actually is a type of a korban. So, it's an act of, yes. Sorry, so if you're not Yosei, then can you force them to give it back to you or do you say, oh no, no the Mishnah is, what do you mean? Oh, no, then I think you can force them to give it back. Okay. And they just do it again the next day. Yeah. Okay, Kishu Omer, okay, so Ashim Kayyavachman, Kishu Omer, Milvad, Milvad Ela Kippurim, Havi Omer, so because it says in addition to the to the korban, Ashem Zekaran, we know it's a Karen, and now the Gemara said there's a very important significance that in the case of Gezel Gear, where it's given to the Guanim, the money actually has a status like a korban. Tani Ida, we don't know the Braiser, Ashem Zekaran, Hamushav Zechomesh, Oeinu Ela Ashem Zechomesh, maybe, okay, we know that it's not talking about the korban, Ela Kippurim is the korban, but maybe the word Asha means the which might make sense because that's like the extra thing that's being added on to reject our mission now what does our mission say our mission says the key for the kapara is the principle let me say the opposite maybe the asha means the chomish right I think there's a lot of svara to say that that's the extra thing that's not just paying back maybe that's the real korban slash kapara Say she that Ashamo Biro Show, Vikamishito Yosef Allah return the Asham at the head and then add a fifth so then clearly the Asham isn't a fifth Have Omer Asham Zekaren Asham is clearly the principle so we know that it's the principle because everything else is excluded in the Pasuk and because of that we learned that the principle in the case of Gezel Aguer has a status like a Korban Tanya Ida we don't another Bryso Asham Zekaren the Asham is Zekaren Hamushav Zechomesh okay Ubi Gezel Aguer Kosov Bedaber Oeinu Ela Hamushav Zekefel how do you know Mushav is talking about the fifth. Maybe Mushav is Kevel, who begnevas a ger across Daber. And maybe it's talking that if you did a gneva from a ger, you pay the double to the Kohanim, which we, is not true. If you did a gneva from a ger and you didn't have this case of the Shru or whatever, you know, you keep it. So clearly we're not talking about gneva, we're talking about a fifth. So you see that the cases that we're talking about the principle and not a case of a doubling of the principle. Okay. Gufa, Amarabba, Gadol Hager, Gadol Hager, Shich Zero Belayla. So if you return the principle at night, Lo Yatsa, you weren't Yotze. Shich Zero Chatsa, we just said that. Lo Yatsa, it's a type of a korban. Okay, my time, Asham Kayrachman, the Torah calls it an Asham. The Amarabba, Rav also said, Gadol Hager, Sheein Bo Shave Pruta, the Chokoin, the Kohen, Lo Yatsa. Now this is really difficult, right? Because if it's not a, not a Pruta to go equally to every Kohen, in that Mishmar, you weren't Yotze. You go Yatsa. There's nothing you can do about that, though, right? So in that case, what do you do? You never get kapara. You stole only you stole a dollar from a gear, and there are fifty kohanim. And what are you supposed to do? You're not going to get kapara. My time, until every coin gets a little bit. Since we learned out before, that it gets equally distributed. I don't know why you don't look at them as a corporate entity, and you're returning it to the body of the kohanim. And I know what you're supposed to do in that case. So in that case, you're just stuck. Okay, find some other gear and steal more from him. So that you can just, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, right. You want to go or hit a guy or whatever, say hit him another time, whatever. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, it's a, that's a strange drasha. Boy, Rava. Ain't a mishmeres, yo, Yarav. Yeshbo, mishmeres. 
Yedaya. So you basically came to return the money, and it was Yehoyav's week, and they had a big mishmar. And if you were to divide it equally, they wouldn't each get a pruta. But next week, it's going to be Yedaya's mishmar, and it's a smaller mishmar, and everybody would get a pruta. Mahu, are you Yotze or Mitzvah or Shafa? So the Lord says, Hey, Chidami, what's the case? If you waited a week and gave it all to Yedaya, so everybody got a Shavar Puta, of course you're Yotze. Now, that you came week number one, it was Yehoyara's week, but you looked and you saw, not everybody's going to get a Shavar Puta, I'm not going to be Yotze. So you, you know, turned to your, I don't know, friend who was from the Mishmar of Yedaya, and you said, here buddy, here's the money, Split it amongst amongst you the rest of the mishmar, you know, next week when it's your when it's your turn. Okay, so do we say that that's good? Because anyway, since you, you, since um, what is it? Since uh, what? Yeah, since um, exactly. So do we say since Yehoyarov didn't have any rights to it because you couldn't be yodzi with Yehoyarov? Essentially, the right to collect it passed on to Yedaya. Okay. Now, of course, you have to give the money back before you bring the korban. So the point is, is that you gave it now. To Yedaya, it's not yet their week, and Yehoyarov is going to be bringing you the korban, but that should count like you gave already have given the money. Okay? The Yehoyarov Yedaya b'mishmarto Yedaya. My, what do you say? Mi amin kivin to lab mishmarto hu v'lo klum It's not their mishmar, so it's not a good hashav, especially since we called it like an asham and a korban. How can you bring an asham and a korban if they're not working this week? Oh, do we say kivin to lo chazi leimei karol Yedaya since Yedaya has no rights to it? So because they're Take uh, the Yedaya guys anyway, going to Yedaya. So even though you give it to Yedaya a week before, it counts as a good act of returning the money. Take you. Yes, Charlie. Um, Rabba lives hundreds of years after the destruction of the temple. So? And they still remembered which were the large ones. Uh, that's, that, oh, which were the ones? I don't know if they remembered which were the large ones. They're, they're just giving it as a hypothetical. Boy, Rabba. Rabba asks, Koni Moshi, Chauku, Gezel Hager, Kenegad, Gezel Hager. So this was a very good week for the Kohanim of this Mishmar. A lot of people came to return Gezel Hager this week, okay? And therefore, I so said, now here's the question. So one guy gave back a thousand, one gave guy back fifty, etc. Now, here's the point. Can we just say, let's just total up the total amount we got in Gezel Aguirre, you know, and then just divide it equally, right? Put it all in one pot, like, you know, we collect our tips at the end of the day, and then we divide it equally, okay? Can we do that, or do we have to say, like, by any korban, you can't say by the korbanot, let's just put all the korbanot together, all the meat, and everybody gets, you know, you know, X amount, okay? No. Every korban has to be divided divided individually amongst the Quranim. Do we say the same about Gezel Hager? Or do we say like money is fungible? Or do we say that since we're treating the money as a korban, each unit of money has to get divided? Okay? So, Mahu Sheikhalku Gezel Hager can make Gezel Hager. Can we sort of say, I'll take this Gezel Hager, you take that one, or do we have to divide each one equally? It's called an Asham. You can't just put them all in one pile and divide them. You have to divide each one. Av Gezel Hager or do we say at the end of the day it's still money even if it works as a type of a korban and there's some halachot about how it's given and it can't be given at night at the end of the day money is fungible okay Hadar Pashe in the end he concluded Asham Kayachmana now let's be consistent it's called an Asham so the Rav didn't even have a question he just taught straight because it is called an Asham. Okay, so I guess we will end here, um, but again, to repeat, this is a Asham, and because it is, just to clarify again the thing I said wrong before, just because it's only, there's nobody who the money is owed to, and we're going to explore this a little bit more tomorrow, but the Kohanim, you don't owe it to them deeming Mominus, it's only a type of a Korban, so therefore if the guy dies, the kids get to keep it. And the in, as opposed to a case where the guy is, the, the Nigzo is not a Ger, the Nigzo is alive, and the guy dies, the principal still has to be returned to the Nigzo. What the Gemara has not explored is if the guy died, does the Asham have to be given, does the fifth have to be given to the Nigzal? How much is the fifth a monetary obligation or how much is it purely a type of a kapara and therefore not necessary after the guy, after the, 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 the Goslin is dead? That is not explored by the Gemara, but we'll continue looking at this tomorrow. I guess, 